If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, October 27th. We are pre-recording this episode from 1022 Studios at Industrious while we are on vacation at Walt Disney World. My name is Callie Dollar. Oh, no. My name is Jeff Dollar. Wow, I'm really excited on this Friday. You sure are. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I am grateful for... Uh, trips home after a good vacation. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for people who have neat tips and tricks and share them on social media. We are not going to do a 1 to 10 check-in today because that seems weird because we're recording this like a week before Friday, October 27th. We don't know how we are right now. I'm guessing we're all going to be 10s because we'll have just spent the week at at Disney World, but who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going on at the Orlando airport today? I don't know. Could we be del- Did it rain all week? I hope not, but it could have. I don't know. You know, that would knock us down a couple of points. Yeah. But I, I find it really hard to, I, I can't really imagine, and hopefully this is not, you know, some sort of, uh, this isn't going to come back to haunt me, you know? And <laughs> you? Seriously. But uh, I can't imagine what possibly could have gone wrong this week that would take us below a nine or a 10. Yeah. So fingers crossed that that when we when we talk to you on our uh, first show recorded back from vacation that that we report nine or ten. But today we have a very special show for you. We have a very special show, and it ties in very nicely with my week of Halloween themes that we've had here on the Upside. And I worked at HLN for a while, and one of my coworkers, who was a senior copy editor, she was part of the layoffs at HLN at the time, and she really wanted to start a podcast. With her kids, and she loves true crime like I do, but um, she wanted to do it with her kids because they went to this like haunted hotel and learned the history about it and this whole thing. So she did a podcast, and now in October, because it's the month of Halloween, every Monday they're releasing a spooky stories that she's doing with her kids, and it's great. Jeff heard it the other day and was like, "Oh my gosh, this is." Fantastic. Like she's done great with the audio. She's it's just really cool. I think it's really cool that she's doing it with her kids. Yeah. That they're a part of it. They that they help host the show and tell the story. It's so it's really cool. So it's something I would say it's like PG uh ghost stories and i think they do a really great job so we're gonna let you listen to that you can listen with your kids it's just a fun thing to do together as a family before halloween and i love the name of their podcast it's called the low budget ghost squad which i think is awesome um and here is one of the episodes they've released about a ghost story Well, you may find a cemetery that's hundreds and hundreds of years old. And then you stop and wonder, who's buried there? And I hope you may never have to stop and ask, are they still in there? The Low Budget Ghost Squad presents Very Scary Stories and a few urban legends that still scare me to this day. I'm Natalie. I'm Allison. And I'm Ethan. And we're here bringing you some fun stories for this Halloween season. You can listen to them while you're driving to work, going to school, or maybe just listen when you're walking the dog, like our neighbor Jill. Hi, Jill. And hello to everyone who's been listening to our fun adventures, first off at the Crescent Hotel in Season 1, and now our scary stories. And I do have to tell you, we just got back from our trip to Baltimore, and oh my. It's as crazy as the Crescent was. And we're putting that together for you. Hopefully, we'll have it to you next month. But for now, we have some scary stories for Halloween. A new set every Monday during the month of October. 
This week, why won't you rest in peace? What's going on at the graveyard? Did you know that a graveyard is by a church, but a cemetery can be a standalone place? Of all the cemetery hopping we've done in our family, I've never known this. Cemetery hopping, by the way, is looking for the graves of families at different cemeteries. That's why we go to more than one. That's why we cemetery hop. Well, we collected some stories from cemeteries, and in some cases, graveyards, that will give you the creeps and make you think twice as you drive by one, like maybe you're doing right now. A ghostly woman in white roams a cemetery. Very real-looking ghost might strike up a conversation with you. And beware of the red eyes that will follow you wherever you go. We're talking about Union Cemetery in Easton, Connecticut. The first grave might date back to at least the 1760s. It could be older than that, according to some reports. Ed and Lorraine Warren, who you may know from the Conjuring movie series, they even came here at one point, and we'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. A few people have reported someone striking up a conversation with them while they were visiting the cemetery, but then they would just suddenly vanish. I mean, they say they're ghosts, but they could also just be weirdos who like hanging out in a cemetery like that. And then you have the woman in white. And many people have reported seeing her, even the Warrens. Reports say she wears a white dress and has long black hair, like the ring. Please don't remind me of that. I've just gotten over that trauma from years ago. That movie was not that scary. Yeah, because you got to sleep. Okay, continue on with the woman in white. Anyway, she floats to the cemetery, or she's seen looking sad and sitting on a tombstone, and people have heard screaming and seen a white mist. Now, many times she's along a nearby road, and people claim they've driven through her, like they've driven through this mist. And there's a story from 1993 when a police officer and a firefighter were in a car. Now, the firefighter was driving, and he told local media that the sky looked weird and the hair on his arms stood up. And his officer buddy yelled, watch out! And he saw a woman in the middle of the road in like this Victorian-looking gown. And he said he tried to stop in time, but he knows he hit her. But when that happened, he said it was like hitting a brick wall. The back end of his truck went straight up in the air, and the woman went over his hood and fell to the ground. Now, someone in another car that was behind him got out yelling, you hit her, or something like that. So the three non-ghosts got out of their cars, and they were looking around for this probably injured woman but she's nowhere to be seen. But his car was dented, and there was no blood. So who was she? Some reports say she could have killed her husband, and then in turn was murdered herself. Another theory says that she died giving birth, and now she's looking for her baby. You know, who knows? How about red eyes? Can't forget about that. People have reported seeing a set of red glowing eyes staring at them from the bushes. Uh, no thank you.
But first, before they see those eyes, they feel like a, a hot breath on their neck. Again, no thank you. Some people claim that they've been chased around the cemetery. Okay, can you imagine those red eyes chasing you around a cemetery? And not to mention the weirdos that are just appearing out of nowhere that want to talk to you. Again, and again, no. So one theory that's out there, and it's at least according to this article from the Travel Channel, it could be the spirit of a man who was killed across from the cemetery. And we're not going to go into how that happened in this podcast, but that was back in 1935. And But if you think about it, 1935, for this cemetery, that's kind of relatively current. I mean, Ed and Lorraine Warren wrote a book about this place called Graveyard. So this story is about what's called the Black Mausoleum. It's in Edinburgh, Scotland, at Greyfriars Kirkyard, which is a graveyard. We've actually been there, and this story caught our attention. So it's the final resting place of this lawyer, George Mackenzie, from like the 17th century. Old stuff. And to explain, we have to do a little history thing, and I promise it'll be quick. So uh, the king had wanted what's called a common book of prayer. You know, everybody had to use it or else. And George Mackenzie was the one to make sure everybody followed that rule. So you can imagine he wasn't that popular. He was known to be vicious. And this group of people decided to fight back, and he tortured them. Or, actually, he really told others to do it, but he was in charge. And we're talking like a thousand people had been in prison near this graveyard. They even called him Bloody Mackenzie. And that torture and other heinous things that happened went on at Greyfriars Kirkyard. That's the graveyard we're talking about in this story. So George Mackenzie died years later after all that went on, and he was put in a mausoleum at Greyfriars. And there he was. Now fast forward to 1998. A man who was homeless needed somewhere to stay, so he broke into the mausoleum. And as you would imagine, in a mausoleum, he was surrounded by coffins. George Mackenzie being in one of them, and some of his family. So, the man who broke in decided to be really stupid and said, You know what? I'm going to open one of these. Wouldn't say that's the smartest move he's ever made. Besides, we all know what's in a mausoleum. Why would you want to open it? So he cracked one of the coffin lids open. And as that happened, the floor caved in underneath him. And he fell into this like strange pit that was under the mausoleum. And you want to know what was in there? Bodies of plague victims all piled up. Apparently, Bloody Mackenzie's mausoleum was built on like top of this mass grave or something. And the way it was built is some of those bodies like had been preserved at least somewhat. Well, y'all, that guy ran out screaming as would I. However, I wouldn't have gone in there in the first place and certainly not opened a stranger's coffin. But why is this man's story so important? Well, after all that, people started reporting strange happenings. Visitors to the graveyard would feel someone biting them, scratching them. Maybe they felt a push or cold would surround them. 
when it wasn't even cold outside. Some that have felt a burning sensation on their skin, and some have felt sick, which, remember from our trip to the Crescent Hotel in Season 1, could be a sign that something is there. But here's the big one to me. Some people have even felt as if they were being strangled, but they couldn't see anybody. The story says it's Bloody McKenzie, the man who was responsible for the torture and death of hundreds of people was now awakened because maybe it was his coffin that guy opened. Whoever it may be, you're warned not to walk too close to that mausoleum which the city has had locked up. I have to say we went into one of the places in the graveyard where some of those attacks have taken place. It was on a, a ghost tour that, of course, you know we had to take. It's part of the old prison where those people who didn't want to pray the way the king had ordered, where they were being held. And we were all in there. And at one point, we just, we just stood in silence. And our tour guide just let us take it all in. And I felt coldness. And something brushed by me. Or so I thought. I felt it, but I couldn't see it, but I knew it was there with me. Salem, Massachusetts. It's known for the 1692 witch trials where 19 people were put to death after being accused of witchcraft. Now, ultimately, this was a case of massive paranoia. Now, there's some background here. You know, there was a lot of tension going on because more people were moving into the area, and that put a strain on resources. And you had this reverend who had this crazy amount of power, and his daughter and niece started having fits, and they would scream, and they would yell. And, of course, people thought, oh, this must be a witch's doing. I mean, what else could it be? And those girls accused three women of bewitching them. And then the witch hunt began. And it wasn't pretty. People would tell about dreams they had with certain women being witches in them, and that would be enough. And they'd be arrested and put on trial. Those 19 people were hanged in the spot now called Proctor's Ledge, and their bodies were just left there because nobody wanted to touch a witch or warlock. So people who have gone to Proctor's Ledge have experienced strange occurrences. They feel cold setting in when it shouldn't be, and some have seen orbs or they hear voices when no one else is there. But one ghost that supposedly haunts Proctor's Ledge is called the Lady in White. And they believe that voice that people are hearing may be hers. Now, people have seen her, but then she vanishes quickly. Is it one of the accused witches? And are there more spirits there that maybe we just can't see and they're mad because they were put to death because two teenage girls accused them of something that they didn't do? because their parents didn't give them enough attention. Anyway, another ghost that is said to roam around Salem is linked to the witch trials. His name was Giles Corey, and he was accused of witchcraft, but refused to go to trial because if he did, the government would take his property. So he didn't say anything. Instead, he was executed by pressing, which I won't get into because it's like very disturbing, but this way his family got to keep his property. 
but he allegedly cursed the city as he was being executed. And now people have claimed to see Giles hanging out in the cemetery in town where he's buried. And the legend goes that it's before and after tragic events that he's seen, like this big fire that happened in 1914. And it started not far from Proctor's Ledge, where the accused witches were executed. And then there's this. As he supposedly cursed the town of Salem, he also cursed the, I don't know, I guess you'd call him the sheriff-type person in town. Some stories say that sheriff died suddenly a few years later. And the legends say that curse has affected pretty much every sheriff since that time until recently. Allegedly, it's a big allegedly there, and they've had her health problems. So I'd say if you see Giles Corey, I'd run the other way, because something bad's about to happen. Now, we have some pictures from Proctor's Ledge that we took on a recent trip to Salem. If you want to check those out, you can go to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Nice plug. So let's talk about the devil's chair. There are actually several things called that in this spooky, haunted, creepy realm. But this one is in Alma, Kansas, or maybe it's Alma. I'm not real sure. and But it's near Topeka. And from what I can tell, this is a very small town, but the cemetery is a place to be. First off, in this cemetery, strange things have been reported. People claim to have taken pictures and orbs have appeared. Which, in the ghost hunting world, means there's a spirit there. And this one website called Only In Your State, where you can find crazy stuff where you live, um, this article claimed that people have been warned against going near the tree line. Supposedly, there's a dark presence there. Someone claimed it, it had been following them. I don't know. If someone is warning me about something in a cemetery, I think you should listen. But I would go investigate. Okay, but back to the devil's chair. So this allegedly, and again, I'm going to throw a big like maybe on all this. This allegedly happened in the 1800s. And this farmer owned the land and it had this well on it. But he didn't want to sell the land like some people wanted him to. Well, somebody didn't like that. And they pushed him into the well. Or, you know, it's not as dramatic, but I guess he may have just fallen in. Either way. Legend says he died in there. Somebody showed up on his property, probably trying to get him to sell it. And they smelled something. And let's just say it was probably nasty. But the person who went to check things out said he didn't see anything in the well. Hmm. But it was soon boarded up and the farmer's land was sold. And I'll say it again. Hmm. So the story goes, if you sit on top of that well... First off, not a good move, cursed or not. Well, if you do sit up there, you'll vanish forever. Allegedly, supposedly, two teenagers were daring each other to sit there at one point, and people in their group looked away, and the person who was on the well at the moment was gone. And they never saw that friend again. We hope you've enjoyed this week's very scary stories and a few urban legends that still scare me to this day. 
Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you can be among the first to hear next week's tales from the Low Budget Ghost Squad. Check out our Instagram and Facebook pages and our YouTube channel for some fun photos and videos about some of the scary stories you've heard and our trip to the Crescent Hotel in Arkansas from Season 1. Now again, I'm going to tell you, Season 2 from the Lord Baltimore Hotel will be out next month. Cross your fingers. And I can't wait to share that adventure with you guys. The Low Budget Ghost Squad is part of Spellbound Productions. Written, directed, produced, edited, and anything else that needed to be done was by yours truly. Thank you to Lucinda Peterson for the artwork for the show. And thank you to Allison and Ethan, as always, for agreeing to do this and warning everybody about why we should never break into a mausoleum. And if you do, don't open a coffin. The number one thing for me to succeed in all other areas of my life is getting a good night's sleep. When I sleep well, I have more energy, obviously. I feel less anxious and less stressed. And I just am in a better mood, which makes everybody around me happier. And CBD has helped me get that good sleep. But what I've learned is that there are different CBDs out there. And even the ones that say that they're really strong or work really fast don't because, quite honestly, a lot of companies lie on their label. Next, Evo Naturals knows this, and so they have solved two problems. Number one, they've got something called Smart Sorb Technology that allows their all-natural gummies to absorb four times better than most oil-based products. And number two, they're honest on their labels. You're going to get exactly the amount that they promise on the label. 100% of the CBD that you buy is what's going to end up in your system. Regular CBD oil just doesn't mix with your water-based body. So Next Evo Naturals and the Smart Sorb technology helps your body absorb more CBD per dosage. You can upgrade to better natural solutions from Next Evo Naturals by going to nextevo.com and use promo code UPSIDE to get 25% off. That's 25% off at Nextevo, N-E-X-T-E-V-O, Dot com, use the code UPSIDE, 25% off. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. And I got to tell you, I went to one of their events lately. We are so close to turning a corner on this disease. Get involved in the walk. This fall, we're walking in Atlanta on November 4th at the Battery at Truist Park, and we would love it if you would join us. And if you are not in Georgia, there are events in your community, too. To register and get involved with the walk near you, head to alz.org slash walk today. Join the Walk to End Alzheimer's and help us make a brighter future for all those affected by Alzheimer's. And you never know, guys. One day it could be us if that's not us today. Make a difference today at alz.org slash walk. As you know, we like to end every week on a good note with our beautiful human alert. Today's beautiful human alert is actually a whole community. Uh, a guy named Robert Stevens Jr. served in the Army. He was honorably discharged in 1976. He was recognized for his markmanship. He also received the National Defense Service Medal. And he passed away recently but had no family. 
the Veterans Administration has a program called the Final Mile Promising Practice, and they just notify the community that he lives in and where the services will be held that a veteran with no family has passed away, and over 100 people showed up to his funeral. This happened in Wichita, Kansas. Um, The funeral director talked to local news and said that he was so impressed with the turnout. He called it an honor to take care of Mr. Stevens, and we're very happy to do this for him because he served his country, and we want to serve him well. Um, The uh, Veterans Administration spokesman said they were uh, so proud to give Mr. Stevens, a fitting farewell. We sent him off right, and he will be watching over the rest of his brothers and sisters forever. I love that. So the uh, community in Wichita, Kansas, who attended Robert Stevens Jr., uh, veteran Robert Stevens Jr. funeral, you are this week's Upside Beautiful Humans. You are strong, you are brave, you kind, and you always belong here.